Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. May Day 2006 has been chosen by numerous organizations to be observed as a day without immigrants or un día sin inmigrantes. Today across the nation, rallies, boycotts, marches, and protests encourage immigrants to stay home from work and school. I think it's pretty cool, actually. I love to see the people power at work. CNN has estimated that the impact on the U.S. economy will be approximately $1.297 billion in lost revenue for the day. Agriculture, construction, and domestic labor are the most impacted industries. Here in New York, even our 16 Hispanic lawmakers have walked out of the legislative session to show support. The selection of this day is of no particular surprise, really. In 1884, the Federation, later known as the Federation of Labor, began a movement to adopt an eight-hour workday from the 10, 12, or even 16-hour days, which were common and really the norm. The intention was to begin in 1884, and by May 1st of 1886, employers across America would adopt the eight-hour workday. Some employers met the deadline, but many did not. And so, on May 1st, 1886, across the nation, demonstrations took place. One of the largest demonstrations was in Chicago, where an estimated 80,000 protesters marched along Michigan Avenue. Business leaders, fearful of a revolution, called for the police to crack down. On May 4th, at the city's Haymarket, police and protesters clashed, and many people were killed. The effort was derailed, but remains a date in infamy, known as the Haymarket Riot of 1886. Additional May Day riots occurred in the United States in 1894 and in 1919, but it was not until 1935, in conjunction with Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal, that the Fair Labor Standards Act was passed and the eight-hour workday became a national standard. Around the world, May Day is linked to workers and trade unions and historically has been associated with movements for social change and reform. Some of the oldest May Day rites originated around the pagan festival of Beltane, the return of the sun, which is the third and last of the three spring festivals that celebrate human fertility. Community celebrations typically included dancers who would circle a maypole with ribbons. The maypole was basically a tree collected from the forest brought into the town for the celebration. Ancient Romans also observed May 1st as the celebration of the goddess Flora. Similarly, a maypole was at the center of the activities. It was also a custom of participating in temporary sexual encounters while off in the forest looking for the maypole. The sexually charged nature of May Day was particularly objectionable to the Puritans, and by 1644, it had been banned by the English Parliament. The Roman Catholic Church, which transformed pagan festivals, tried to co-opt May Day in 1955 into St. Joseph's Day, that is, St. Joseph the Worker. Due to the Puritan influence and the power of the Church, May Day did not achieve much popularity in the United States. Still, Many European countries continue to observe May Day as a time of courtship and celebrating spring with flowers and romance. More typically, and increasingly though, it is associated with labor and social reform.
Now, you know I love social reform. I'm all about that. But uh, I, I kind of like the romance side of it. And um, the whole sexually charged nature of it doesn't scare me at all. Anyway, typically, I buy daffodils on May Day, and um, as I did this year. So I encourage you to enjoy the springtime, buy some flowers, and uh, spread a little romance to those loved ones in your life. As you know, I love mythology, and I like to learn all about different cultures and customs. And so I'm going to play a promo for you. Uh, a gentleman by the name of David Goodchild runs a podcast all about Buddhism. Very interesting. I urge you to go check it out. And, um, and here I will play his promo for you. Hello there, this is David Goodchild. I create and maintain the podcast known as GoShowCast, dedicated to the Buddhism of Nichiren Daishonin, in which we study aspects of our practice, including the mandala, the gohonzon, to which we chant, and hopefully, uh, at some point in the very near future, uh, the recording of the entire collected writings of Nichiren Daishonin, upon which we base our practice. So, people who are interested in Buddhism, as featured recently in this particular podcast who'd like to know a little bit more or members around the world who are looking for Buddhism transmitted in this fashion please come to goshocast g-o-s-h-o-c-a-s-t dot libsyn dot com slash r-s-s you can email me also at buddhamagnet at gmail dot com thank you very much so there you have it come on down drop me a note let me know what you think I'd really love to know. Until tomorrow, this is Elle at Iron Dove, signing out.